Withers Talks, Family and Family Office, a podcast series that discusses various topics relating to issues associated with managing, protecting, and enhancing multi-generational family wealth. I'm Ivan Sachs, the global head of Withers Family Office Group, and joining me today is Sandra Fung, an associate in our New York office. Her practice focuses on private wealth matters with an emphasis on development and implementation of sophisticated estate planning strategies. Today's podcast will focus on families with trusts, which may for one reason or another be located in different jurisdictions than where they live, and the consequences, advantages, and disadvantages that arise in addressing that. Before we begin, let me note that anything addressed in this podcast is for informational purposes only, and we are not providing any legal advice. Sandra, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Ivan, and very happy to be here to discuss this topic. Multi-generational families are characterized in the United States by having developed their wealth over generations that often inspire travel to other locations for study, for life, family development. And we wind up with families that often live in various different states within the United States, have trusts that were created at one time or another by different grantors in the family generations, and sometimes by a strategic interest in considering whether to move any of those things around to redeploy assets or shift the income taxation burden of those trusts. That's what we want to talk about today. And I guess a first question would be, where does a trust live and how does it move if that does become advantageous to the family? Well, a trust can have a couple different homes, one of which is a tax home, which is where that trust would be considered tax resident and would be paying income tax. And another home would be its administrative home, which is the law that would govern the administration of the trust and where the trust is considered to be located for administrative purposes. You can move a trust in a couple different ways. For moving the administration of a trust, what you would typically do is appoint a trustee to serve in a different jurisdiction, which is typically a jurisdiction that has more favorable and trust-friendly laws and you would also elect for the law of that jurisdiction to govern the new trust. For tax purposes, you could make changes to the tax residency of a trust also by appointing a trustee in a different jurisdiction, different than the tax residence of that trust, if the existing tax home of that trust is one in which the trust is taxed based on the residence of the trustee. Let's try to get a handle on this with a couple of examples. So let's say that I'm a resident of the state of New York, heavy taxing state, can be considered one of the more aggressive states in terms of taxation and and a broad jurisdiction for tax, and I want to create a trust. If I create a trust in the state of Delaware, let's say, is that subject to income tax in New York? So New York is a little bit different than the jurisdictions I just mentioned, which would tax based on the residence of the trustee. New York would impose income tax on trusts that are created by New York residents, even if they are administered in a different state. However, if you meet a few different requirements, some of which would be to have no New York trustee, no New York source income, and no New York situs assets, that trust can actually be treated as an exempt trust for New York purposes and would not be subject to New York income tax. Wait a minute. That sounds pretty good. So that means that If I uh, live in New York and my children live, let's say, in Florida, I could create a trust in Delaware, and 
it would stop being subject to New York income tax, provided I follow those rules you just described? Exactly. That's interesting. Now, what about in the reverse case where I am um, the client of a bank or trust company that advises in New York, since there are a lot of bank and trust companies in New York and advisors, and I want that person or that bank to be my trustee in New York, but I don't live there. Will the trust I create in New York to be managed in New York be subject to New York income tax? No, it won't, not based solely on on the fact that there is a New York resident trustee, because New York will impose state income tax on trusts only if the person creating the trust was domiciled in New York. As long as you only have a New York trustee, the trust will not be subject to New York income tax unless there is New York source income. So, for example, let's say that I'm a family based in Virginia and I create my trust or move my trust to New York and Virginia tax is based upon the place where the trust is administered and New York on the rule that you described, then it wouldn't be taxed in either New York or Virginia. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, Recently, there was a case called the Kastner case that went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And the states tried to do some battle on this issue. I think specifically that was North Carolina, and argue that beneficiaries who lived there and had the benefit of their jurisdiction, that the income of their trust should be taxed in North Carolina. What happened there? So Kastner was a great decision for trust and estate planning lawyers because the Supreme Court had made it quite clear that there are limitations on the ability of states to tax discretionary beneficiaries of trust. So even if a state has trust beneficiaries who are resident in that state, that state can't tax those beneficiaries because they are discretionary beneficiaries. We're hearing a lot about families, family members, uh, individuals considering moving from a place where they have been born and raised to another place to reduce income taxes. And you're kind of suggesting there's potentially another way. Exactly. Families don't have to consider moving themselves physically somewhere if they have this alternative of moving their trusts. They can make those decisions for various reasons, and that is one option available to families if they only want to move their trusts and not themselves. Before we conclude, are there other reasons that you would move a family trust besides taxes? Sure, there's plenty of reasons, some of which are estate planning reasons. Families might want to have various degrees of flexibility or involvement with their trust structures. A great example of a type of trust structure that might be beneficial to a family is a directed trust, which essentially enables a grantor of a trust to, for example, hold certain investment powers or to designate a certain individual to have those investment powers instead of having all traditional trust powers be vested solely in the office of the trustee. The family could have those various roles tailored to their particular circumstances. So there's a variety of reasons you might consider moving a trust besides tax purposes, and that's obviously a longer subject for another day. Thank you, Sandra. It's been uh, really interesting to have this quick talk with you. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure discussing this topic in our Family and Family Office podcast series with you. To all our listeners out there, thanks for joining. And if you have any follow-up questions, feel free to reach out to us at withersworldwide.com backslash family.